Coming to you from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Quinn Spin. Hey now, and welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of The Quinn Spin. I'm your host, The Quinn. At least that's how they know me on the show here. And I'm back here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, YouTube, and more for another rousing and riveting installment of the official podcast of Underground Music Collective. The first time we're hitting the interview set here in 2023. It is year 10 overdrive here at The Quinn Spin. We changed up the logo behind me. Don't know how well you can see it because I'm not looking at the camera right now. But yes, it is our 10th anniversary. We turned 10 this summer. and We've got a lot planned, including... This conversation today, after I tell you that Revel 9's All I've Become, our opening theme song, is what you just heard to start the show. It's been our opening theme song since the great year of 2014, and it will be until the very end of days. And I am honored and privileged to be joined here today on set by Mr. Keith Evan Gay, keg country in the house you, here Brian. at Helping Our Music Evolve in Nashville. Keith, thank you so much for, for joining us, for jumping on. We've got a lot to talk about here today. Yeah, man. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So... Keith, I start every show, every new guest, and even <laughs> returning guests by asking them three standard questions. You can answer these however you want. Those three questions are, who are you? What are your passions? And why on earth would you want to come on the Quinn Spin? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I'm not real sure who I am. Yeah. I, th I think that could be said for a lot of us, right? <laughs> now, I'm just, uh, <laughs> just uh, uh, try to be just a just a good old boy, man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, try to treat people with love and respect and want it back, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I just love everybody. And uh, I think that probably says who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think most people would tell you that, I think. Absolutely. And uh, the Quince Ben thing, man, is awesome. I appreciate just, that. I really think this is freaking cool, man. I appreciate that. And, uh, and I like you, man. Uh, it's been it's been awesome getting to hang out with you the yeah. last few days. Man. Yeah, right back at you. We we got to hang at the listening room uh Tuesday night. Yeah. Um for a, an incredible writers round. Lots of special guests. Surprises. Oh man, they were great, dude. Yeah, yeah. Our friend Jay Antoinette here at Underground Music Collective actually hosted that one and really had a nice all star lineup of like rising stars in the songwriting yeah, world. It was man. pretty incredible. And then Wednesday, and we'll talk about this more. I got to go to the sound kitchen with you. Uh yeah. You were tracking a new song that's going to be coming up here uh, in the next few months, and there's a lot of new music here to come. But yeah, yeah it's been great to just to just get to hang, get to know you as an artist, as a person, and really just be in this whole dynamic because there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in your world right now. So yeah, man, very exciting. And we're gonna before we get there talk about everything that led you to this point here in your career, and we're gonna go as far back as you want to go, maybe all the way back to the beginning. And I want to know. What started you on this creative path? What, who are some of the people? What were the places, the experiences that made you want to dive in to music and pursue this? Yeah. Well, you know, I started uh, I started singing in church. You mm -hmm. know, I think a lot of people did that. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and I uh, once I once I started singing in church and 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 done that thing, uh, I'd have I'd have people tell me that they thought I was pretty good at. Mm -hmm. And I uh, tried to try to learn the guitar young, and it was like trying to learn to speak Japanese <laughs> without a teacher. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And and so it just, but 
you know, later I found out that it's got to be in tune to learn how to play it. Right. <laughs> my brother. Very had, important part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My brother had this old guitar mm -hmm. that uh, my older brother, he had this old guitar, but he didn't know how to play it neither. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course you couldn't Google nothing back then. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And so we, uh, we had the, uh, we had that guitar in there and I don't even know if it had all the strings. And I tried to learn to play, play on it and just pick around on it. But now I'm talking about real young now. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I had my cousin, Chris Love. Christopher came back from Texas, and we were working together, and he was like, um, he, he played guitar, and uh, he just made it look simple, you know? And that one was in tune. So, mm -hmm. uh, so I, I picked it up, and, you know, in a couple of months, I was playing and singing, and I was going getting getting paid to do it, mm -hmm. you know? I was pretty young, pretty young age, probably. I don't know, 18, 19, mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. But I just kind of fell into it, man. I always loved it. I just loved music. And I had a bunch of, you know, the all the 90s country was hot then, you know? Yeah. And I uh, loved all that. And my first album was Waylon Jennings. Mm -hmm. And so I was a big Waylon Jennings fan. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, man, I just kind of kind of fell into it, you know, and, and started doing it and started getting paid to do it and got a lot of attention doing it. and. Mm -hmm. I just, I just love it, man. Started writing. And, yeah. It's amazing yeah. once you start something, how that momentum just starts to organically build. You yeah. Know? And you find, you find ways to keep building, you find ways to keep growing in your craft. What was a moment for you where you really realized like you were onto something like, hey, I'm good at this. I might be able to pursue this further. What, what was that? Was there a particular moment that stood out? Man, probably... Honestly, probably when I finally got to hear a recording that we done, that I when I finally when I finally got into the studio, and it was it was in the early two thousands before I got into studio, into a legit, you know, where somebody knew how to do the sound and uh -huh. you know knew how to work the buttons, you know, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and got in there and actually heard my when I started singing. It was uh, one. Of, he's still one of my best friends. Uh, he was producing me back then. His name's uh, Greg Perkins, mm -hmm. and uh, he's a just a multi-talented guy. But he, he can play anything. He's just one of those dudes, man. Can play yeah. anything. And I started singing, and he said, "Stop, stop, 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 stop." And I was like, "Oh God," you know, because I was already nerved out. Mm -hmm. And he said, "Man," he said, "Dude, you are you have got a great voice. I think I think we could probably get you a record deal," you mm -hmm. know, and. And that meant a lot coming from him. And then I, when I started being around guys that were somebody in the business and they were telling me those things, and that's when it's really like I said, dang, maybe I, maybe I should, you know, actually try this. You know? Yeah, it, it's validating. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. validating. It gives you like, if this person's worked with so and so and they think I'm good, like, all right, maybe I'm maybe I'm all right at this. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. Exactly. But, and, and I think we we all need we all need those people to lean on, right? Because like. Even, you know, as an artist, as an entrepreneur, whatever we are, like, we can't do it by ourselves. And, like, you need that community around you. Absolutely. And what I've gotten to see just over the past week in my <coughs> travels, you know, spending some time with you in the studio and just out and about, like, you have such a strong community of people, a supportive community of people around you right now as an yeah, artist man. and as it's a an human amazing, being. It's an amazing blessing, man. Really Yeah. yeah. I, so who are some of the other folks just throughout the course of your journey, you know, even back then or recently, who have really 
added to that journey and have really given you that sense of encouragement, that sense to keep going and have made you a stronger artist, a stronger songwriter, yeah. human being. There's, there's several. Mm -hmm. um, you know, early, my mama, mm -hmm. you know, my mom always believed that I had something special, yeah. you know, but I think all our mamas believe that we all <laughs> yep. have something special, you yep. know what I mean? Yep, yep. And so, so you can't always, uh, you can't always count on that, you know, or lean on that too hard, but you know, mama was always supported and anything, anything she could do to help, she always helped. And, and then, uh, my first wife, she, uh, she pushed me, she, I think she kind of just wanted me to go do something, mm -hmm. you know, get yeah. out, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Go go sing. Stay man. busy, you know? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, we, we're still friends. She's, she's a great woman. Um, yeah. Mother of my two kids. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, you know, I mean, she, she played a, she played a, she played a role in that, uh, you know, early. And, uh, but as of late, you know, it's, uh, it's Heather. It's, mm -hmm. You know, you've met Heather and got to spend time. Shout with out Heather. to Heather. She, she's here today. She, you know, she's here off today, camera. Yeah. She's over there looking pretty. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, she's she's just been she's been an amazing blessing to me. I just, I, you know, I'm I'm re I'm inspired again to 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 do this. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I had a really run a bad luck with my body, mm -hmm. and uh, I was really starting to to do well and get a lot of attention. Right. And uh, playing a lot, and I actually. I have rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I didn't. But I was misdiagnosed for right. freaking twenty years. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I, I was taking all this medicine, and it was killing me, man. Mm -hmm. And I uh, went up having a hip replacement, and my hands were all swollen. I couldn't play guitar. Yeah. I could, you know, I was just uh, just done. I never thought I'd I never thought I'd be able to do it again. Yeah, and I got struck by lightning. Mm -hmm. You know, you literally struck by lightning. Yeah, like for real. Like God smack, like for literally, yeah, really, yeah, for real. When did that happen? It, it happened about, I guess, about four years ago. Shoot, and not that long ago. It's a, man, it's crazy yeah. because I was I was in my sister's garage, uh -huh. and it was just this crazy lightning storm going uh -huh. on, and I was just sitting out there and soaking it in, just enjoying it, mm -hmm. man, really. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and and I got up to walk to the refrigerator. I was on crutches at the time. Mm -hmm. Like I said, my hands are all swollen. Yeah. Couldn't make a fist with either hand. <laughs> and uh, and I go I, I go over to the refrigerator and I go to open the refrigerator and the lightning hits the house, hits something and comes through the refrigerator through me. And I, I literally went. I was couldn't see nothing but white for like thirty seconds. Wow. Seemed like ten minutes because it was like. You know, you're blinking and open your eyes, and all, all you can see is yeah. freaking white. And man. you don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have yeah. no idea what just happened. Yeah, yeah, man. So I'm I'm digging, I'm reaching around and find the pool table, and I go lean back on the pool table, and I sit there. I can't believe I'm telling you this because people think I'm crazy, but this is true. This is where yeah. it's true. I go sit down, <clears throat> and finally my vision comes back, and within an hour, um, swear to God, man, within an hour I can make a fist with both hands. And within a week I could walk and good to go again. It's craziest thing, and you know, I always say I, I always say I got God smack, you mm -hmm. know, yeah, like, like legitimately, yeah, you know, yeah. But um, Heather's over there trying to trying to tell me something. No, that, that that's that that's an incredible story and an incredible way to, I'm sure, shift perspective too. 
you know, I, yeah, man. you know, an experience like that. And of course, you know, you, you factor in the health challenges and it really gives you this sense of gratitude for being alive and being able to do what you do. Yeah, man. You know, um, what else did it teach you? You know, going through the physical struggles, you know, all the way up to the experience of getting struck by lightning and then having this new lease on life. Like what, what are some of the other lessons that you take away from that, that you now carry with you? <laughs> into how you live and how you make music? No, man, that's a great question. That's a great, you know, so, you know, there, the the thing is there's more to that. Once that happened, mm -hmm. um, I wound up coming back to Nashville mm -hmm. because all of a sudden I can play guitar again. Yeah. Right? And uh, so I come back into town and one of my best friends, uh, Cy Yeagle, he was, he had a place down here and he needed some help yeah. for some things. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, very spiritual person, yeah. you know, um, not necessarily religious, but very spiritual, yeah. very knowledgeable on the Bible and mm -hmm. all these things, you know? Yeah. And I had a really, really spiritual experience and it just, uh, opened my eyes to a lot of things, man. It was just, uh, it was amazing, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and kind of, and, and started appreciating, uh, the Lord again, you mm -hmm. know, like, uh, I hate to even say that I didn't, but just more so, you know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, how things are connected and, and there's signs everywhere and not, you, you know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, and, uh, so I, I got, uh, I got inspired. I got inspired again, um, with that because I just had a new, I was just reborn, you know, yeah. like in a, in, in a sense to where I felt like, I felt like uh, I could do anything, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, I was able, I mean, cause there was a time I couldn't even, you know, I was, I'm, I'm a master carpenter. Yeah. I did, I did carpenter work. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I couldn't even do that. Anymore, right. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just, so from that time on, I went to Vanderbilt, Cy brought me to Vanderbilt. Yeah. They got me on some rheumatoid medicine and then mm -hmm. good to go, man. Yeah. You know? And now I'm walking freaking miles down the street and mm -hmm. staying out way too late. <laughs> staying out especially especially coming to nashville <laughs> it's easy to do that in this town we were just talking i was just talking to heather before uh before we started it's like nashville will beat you up after a few days you're not oh, careful man. especially if you're visiting here from out of town or like yeah. i remember the first the first year i was in town it's like oh shiny new city i gotta get out and experience everything <laughs> and you're right. just dragging after a while it's yeah like, i gotta man. take a break from this place <laughs> i know it's crazy yeah. man and you know last night i was like I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to lay down. Yep. Phone rang. And said, okay, I guess I'm going. Yep. You know? yep. It's, it's that always pull. something to do, man. Yep. That pull you of know? those neon lights of Broadway will really get the better yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you've been, you've been hard at work, you know, in between, you know, all the exploring and all the just soaking in Nashville. Uh, we were at Sound Kitchen the other day, which thank yeah. you for having me down there. That man, was incredible. Thank you for coming, man. I was, so uh, pleasure was mine. Like just to be in a, studio like that just a place like that you know just the the energy in the air in that place you know like the people who've been in that building the the work that's been done there is just incredible and you were doing some incredible work with dave mcafee who's the drummer for toby keith also yeah. an excellent engineer and uh you've been there for the past couple of days working on some new music but yeah let's talk about sound kitchen for a little bit though and okay what it's done for your artistry and the ways that it's helped you grow as a performer as you set out to release this new music, starting with Only One Dog in This Fight, which is out now, and continuing with the singles to come. Yeah. Well, having those musicians mm -hmm. has been incredible because, you know, you have a vision, 
when you have a vision, like, like I have a vision in my head, but I'm not this freaking, you know, I'm not Dave Smith, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's Toby's guitar player. Yeah. You, you met mm -hmm. Dave, right? Yep. What, was he, I, was he there on? No, he wasn't there. He wasn't there he, Wednesday. No, 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 no. He no. wasn't there Wednesday. That's right. Yeah. Well, but Dave, um, Dave McAfee and Dave Smith both, uh, and, uh, and actually Dink, man, mm -hmm. they, we all sit there and, and talk and, and that kind of get my idea. And then they just go in there and it's just like, wow. You know, they just freaking, they mm -hmm. go in there and just bang it out, man. Yeah. It's just incredible, man, what they can do. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and we're getting, and being in that caliber studio with that caliber, those caliber engineers. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's really just, it's such a, it's such a pleasure. It, you just have a smile on your face the whole time, you know, except for those pictures you took. I look pretty serious in those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it's all business, all business. There was a lot more smiling taking place in the studio that day. I just caught the serious moments. The studious, <laughs> like, hmm, let's yeah. look at this, you know. Yeah, man. You know, like, but it, it, it was. It was just such a really good, creative, collaborative energy. You know, I was, I was raving to friends about it afterwards. I'm like, you'll never believe where I just was, you know, and just like, the way that everybody's just there to do good work and do good work for the right reasons and really yeah. bring the most out of it. Like that's the one thing I really appreciated about, about Dave's demeanor is like, he was really like dedicated to pulling the most out of you as a singer, you know, yeah, and out of the lyrics and like, what's going to fit best here. Hey, can we tweak that just a little bit? Like yeah. it's just little layers like that, that people add, right. <laughs> that really take it from good to great, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And the song you were working on, Muddy Water, which is coming up, um, you'll, you'll be able to tell us maybe when, but like there were just so many of those little like nuances kind of creeping their way in vocally. I got to be there for the vocal session where it's like, you know, Dave would give you an idea. You'd go in and you'd nail it and it'd be like, wow, like that really took it up. You know, just a little <laughs> bit more. Just a I little know, bit man. more. It's crazy how and, it does that too. And having people, I mean, being in a city like this, being in a place like Sound Kitchen where you're working with world class musicians yeah, who man. have been there and done it you know worked with toby keith i've worked with any number of people like they're able to just like hear something and immediately know hey you know what i think this needs and usually they're right you yeah know? no yeah it's and, magic man. yeah it's magic it's it's additive like positive energy you know, yeah you know that it just again it just kind of takes everything up a notch and makes it as good as it can be well it was it's been it's, it's been amazing because that's why I recorded their last, the last session we did. That's where we recorded the the um, only one dog in this fight. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, which is doing doing well. Man. It is it is doing well. That's our number one article of the year so far. Yeah, uh, the uh, the the feature we did on that, uh, and it's about the Georgia Bulldogs, which we should also acknowledge. If y'all have been play paying attention to college football, you'll notice that the Bulldogs have been on a pretty good run recently. Uh, yeah, past Two in a row, years. man. Yep, back to back national champions, and that TCU—that was unfair. That was like, I know, man. I felt, <laughs> it was unfair. It, it was, man. I kind of yeah. felt bad for him, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think the real—the real I mean, national championship was the not Ohio real State. bad, but you know what I mean. Like, not, I felt yeah, bad, but not, not bad enough to want to give them the. You know, right. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> but like. You know, they, they get themselves all amped up, and then what was it, sixty-five to seven, the final? Like, yeesh. God, I don't know. I think they quit keeping score, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I think so. Did they run the clock <laughs> after a while just to like, get it over? <laughs> <laughs> but I, but you know, at first I thought it was going to be, I thought they was going to do well, man. Yeah, you know, it was like ten to seven or something. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And they, they come out and score, and I'm like, dang, man, it looked like they're going to do good. Yeah, I, I was out and about, and I, like every time I check my phone, look at the score, or see a TV somewhere, I'm like, whoa, 
Like, what happened? Like, two more touchdowns, three more touchdowns. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then, like, at the Ohio State game, it was like a skin of the teeth situation. Oh God, that missed man. field goal at the end, right at the drop of midnight. I know, man. Like, and, and there was that video online where it timed up to where, like, the ball hit the ground from the missed field goal just as the ball in Times Square was dropping right at midnight. No. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right at the stroke of midnight. I did not see that. that yeah. Was freaking crazy. Yeah. Man. Isn't that? And, like, wow. And it was like, Y'all were on the ropes and then came back and then Ohio State had a chance to steal yeah. it again and yeah, man. just missed the field goal. Yeah, I was going, dang, man, they got too much time left. Mm -hmm. Don't give them the ball yet. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that OSU team's strong too. You know, they've, yeah. they're, they're, they're always a strong program. Kind of get sick of them after a while. They're that good. It's like Alabama, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Alabama, we went to, uh, which Dink is a huge Alabama mm -hmm. fan. So, yeah. He was pretty. He was very excited about doing the Georgia Bulldog song. Uh huh. He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, like, was he? I was gonna say, well, it's all. It's called college football. You I was know? giving him shit the whole time. <laughs> I said, I'm gonna give you a Georgia Bulldog hat. And, yep. You know, all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff. So, you know, mm -hmm. just think now you're gonna now you're gonna be rooting for Georgia, and you don't even mean to. <laughs> but yeah, he's born and raised in Alabama. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. He's funny. Yeah, but oh. Uh, when when we did that, I mean, when we did that song, it was uh, it was just magic, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 obviously you've heard it. And yeah, you, you dig the song. So, yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And uh, but I, I know I was gonna tell you, we went to the uh, the other night. Speaking about Alabama, we went to the uh, went to uh, Doghouse Saloon. Yeah, well, we went there, mm -hmm. but before there, yeah, and they played it there. They played they played the song there, mm -hmm. and, but Double Dogs mm -hmm. also, and um, they played the song there. Yep. And <laughs> kind of find out it's an uh, Alabama-based company. Yeah, those are Alabama-based companies, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it kind of, yeah, it kind of, it kind of made it a little sweeter. Yeah, it got I mean? to, it got to stick it to them. Yeah, yeah man. I, I don't know if you saw too. I think it was during, uh, it was either during pregame or halftime when the analysts were talking. Nick Saban was on the board or uh, on the panel that night. And like somebody said, yeah, Georgia's taking over college football. And you just see Nick Saban's face, like get real sad. Like, it's just like, <laughs> oh man. like, and somebody like slowed it down and was like, wow, this man is broken over this right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, they've been, they've been, they've been at the top for so long. Oh my know? God, man. And yeah. Saban's amazing. He's an amazing coach, man. He's a good dude. I can't help but like the guy. You know what I mean? I mean, he's great at what just, he does and he's been yeah. great for a long time. You know, I mean, that program has been pretty much since he got there at the top of the food chain. Yeah. Pretty man. much, you know? Yeah. National every every yeah. year it's like who's gonna beat Alabama you know that's been the storyline for so long. No, yeah, exactly. That's you know? been the benchmark. Yeah, you know, and and like you can't like after a while like you just gotta tip your cap to it to the success. You know, it's like even if even if it's not your team, if it's not your player, if it's not your coach, it's just like you know what like there's there's just nothing left to hate. Like for the longest time, I was the biggest Tom Brady hater in the world. Yeah, and, and but after like twenty years, he me goes, too, man. Yeah, Isn't that he, crazy. He me goes, too. he goes, wins the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, and it's like, okay, the last possible excuse that it was all Belichick is gone now. That's right. This guy's the goat. Like even That's if I don't right. want him to be, he is. And now it's like, yeah. He's, well, I used to get aggravated because they crowned him mm -hmm. when it, after he had three Super Bowls and it was all defense, right? You know, it was yeah. Just, or Adam Vinatieri's leg, mm -hmm, or the yeah. talk rule, or the, mm -hmm. get me started. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know we turn this into a football podcast all of a sudden, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's a beautiful thing about the show. It can go wherever, but like, hey, but like, after a while, it's just like the guy just stayed, like, found ways to keep winning. He takes amazing care of himself, and it's, after the Tampa Bay Super Bowl win, I'm just like, 
crown him. Crown me him. too, man. I, me too. I wanted I wanted Peyton Manning to be the greatest for a long time, and I I me held too, that. man. I held it that. Funny for, that you say that. Uh, like, I, I still I still think Peyton is one of the greatest. Yeah, yeah I think sure. he's I think he's number two, maybe three. I think Drew yeah. Brees might have passed him toward the end. You know, I mean, he he called every play on the field. Mm-hmm. I don't you know, know that there's ever been a smarter quarterback than yeah, Manning. Yeah. Like in terms of being able to make those pre-snap reads, in terms of being able to manipulate the defense and pretty much score at will. I don't think there's ever been a better quarterback than Peyton Manning in that regard. Yeah. But in terms of longevity and winning, I mean, it's Brady. Brady, man. Yeah, it's, it Br- it's Brady. You know, I, I grew up a Dolphins fan too, so I was a Marino guy as a kid. <laughs> Me too, man. Yeah. I, I ain't just saying that's crazy that you keep saying that. Yeah. I was just about to say, Dan Marino was one of my all-time favorites. So accurate. One of the most accurate passers mm-hmm. you've ever seen. Yep. Man. The quick release. The thing is, though, you know, they just never had the pieces around him to – And he had a brace on every joint on his body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, about the end of his career. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he was he so He could not down. move, man, but he could still – Throw that dang ball yeah. 60 yards down the field. Man. Yeah. Like by the mid-90s, he was totally broken down. And I that's when I started that. actually paying attention because I was born in 87. So, like, I was born after the Super Bowl year, everything. But, gotcha. like, you know, I heard about this Dan Marino guy and decided to be a Dolphins fan because he sounded pretty cool. And it's like, he was still great for a long time. But it's like, then I realized, like, his best years were actually before I was even, like, aware. You know? It's like, man, <laughs> right. I missed something, you know? Yeah. So, so, it's been exciting to see this era of these great players. I'm... The Dolphins missed out by not taking Drew Brees and taking Dante Culpepper back in 06. That was a franchise-altering thing for both the Dolphins and the Saints. You know, but like everyone's like, oh, Drew Brees' shoulder, we don't know. And then Culpepper's knee was just like shot, and he lasted maybe a year or two. And then Drew Brees is still with the Saints until a couple of years ago. It's like, yeah. wins of a Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah, good call, guys. Good call. Good call. But I root, I root for the Titans now because we're a Titans podcast here. You know, I live here and – I actually had their social media director on the show not too long ago. Cool guy. So, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we're we a Titans family here at the Quinspin now. Yeah, man. Well, I, you know, I lived here for a while. I was here, I lived here about 15 years. Yeah. So, I, I fell right in. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It's Tennessee. It's Nashville. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's like right there. It's you know? literally like right down yeah, the street. Yeah, exactly. So, I've, I, I went to the game a few weeks ago and I walked to Nissan Stadium from here. Like I yeah. parked here so I didn't have to pay 40 bucks yeah. and walked out. <laughs> right. It's like a 10 minute walk, you know, depending on how long it takes you to get, get across the intersection and, you know, just pop on by. Like literally we're a mile away from Nissan Stadium. It's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And then the and then downtown's pretty happening after those games. Yep, yep. The first time, the first time I visited Nashville, which was like only a couple weeks before I moved here, we were down on Broadway on a Sunday. The Patriots were in town. And it was Patriots Titans. We just and we just happened to be down there when the game got out. You just see this flood of mostly Patriots fans at the time just coming onto Broadway, packing <laughs> the honky tonks like. It was probably wall to wall, like with eighty percent Pats fans. Brady was still there. They were still making the playoffs every year. Yeah, the Titans weren't quite on their run that they've been on the past few years yet. But like after that's when Derrick Henry started like just mauling teams. You know, <laughs> Titans snuck into the playoffs. Like that dude is a freaking monster. I think he's pound for pound the best player in the league. Yeah, I think he's the best player in the NFL. I don't know if anybody can argue that. Like what yeah. he able what he is able to do, just to opposing defenders is like unparalleled in this generation. I, I don't know if he even knows how to fall backwards. No. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I mean, that guy is a monster. When he goes, when he, if, he, uh, if he didn't have a number on his back, 
and you were looking helmet height, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between him and the lineman. Yeah. He's I mean, like he's six three, freaking monster, man. Gigantic. And fast. Yeah. When when Nate from the Titans actually came on the show, the first question I asked him is, How big is Derrick Henry in person? <laughs> he's like, But yeah, he's a pretty big dude. He's like, I'm a little desensitized to it, but like, yeah, like and the way he just like wipes defenders out, like the stiff arm, his stiff arm. Like there was one against Jacksonville. Was that last? Yeah, last week, the last week of regular season where he just like stiff armed this dude into the shadow realm. He was just like, <laughs> he just like swatted him like a fly out of the way. It's like, the only thing is like, you, you know, you can't put it all, you can't put the whole offense on a guy like that. You know, you got to have the tools around him, you know? Yeah. So it's hard to, it's hard to be that good, you know, and be the whole offense, but he finds a way to, he found a way to do it this year, you know, still having hundred yard games all over the place. Like I do, I think he's the best player in the league. And I was saying that before I jump ship to the Titans. <laughs> he's a monster though, man. He just really is, dude. It's, he's a freak of nature, man. Yeah. You know, and you got those players every now and then that are mm -hmm. just freaks of nature. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. is it that somebody be that big and that athletic is just, yeah, it's unfair. It, 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 it's unfair it, to guys like me. It's yeah, like, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, you know, you know I, I played in high school, college, a little bit of semi pro. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I could still lace them up. And then I go to a Titans game and I see Derrick Henry. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good up here. I'm good up here in the 300. So don't, don't, yeah. <laughs> don't he, let me down there. You imagine being a cornerback and seeing Derrick Henry coming oh, no. barreling at you, man? Oh, oh. Like, you get the hell out of the way, you know? Yeah. The Titans released a video or somebody released a video like, the, it was like a point of view of like what a defender sees when Derrick Henry's coming at them. I'm like, nope, I'm good. I'll stay retired. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need any of that in my yeah, life. Man. But anyway, yeah, we talked a lot about football here, but I do want to get back to the music, of course. Um, only one dog in this fight out now, and you have several singles coming up. Muddy Water, which I got to observe the making of the other day. What else you got coming up and what can we expect here in the coming months? I got one coming out. It's called... Uh... My baby's got good genes. Mm -hmm. I think it's called Good Genes. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's a really cool song, man. So uh, Rebe Rebecca Lynn Howard wrote this song, and uh, I, I I heard it and I just I just fell in love with it. And and you sing my baby, she got good genes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's uh it's a good flirty mm -hmm. fun song. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. I think it's gonna be good. I, I think uh, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna, gonna release it at the end of this month it was kind of it was kind of i didn't want to we didn't want to muddy the waters with no pun intended on the muddy water thing um, yeah with uh with the only, only one, one dog. dog in the yeah. sky you know mm -hmm. what i mean because because we tried to release that much earlier and it didn't work out yeah it, we weren't able to get it out nearly as nearly as fast as we wanted to yeah and uh so um it was trying to trying to keep the attention on that for a little while to get you know Right on. And uh, but it's, it it seems to be getting some good attention, man. Yeah. You know? And yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and it and it and it's really great. And I'm we the other the other songs we got uh, muddy water that you heard yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wrote that song, wrote that song a long time ago, probably twenty years ago, probably. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it's the when you when you listen to the lyrics it tells a story and the story is a true story yeah and there's a line in that there's a line in the song that's like one of my favorite parts of the song is uh the story is we were we were down we were we were uh camping on the river and yeah. we had a big fire and uh we were we were drinking beer and mm -hmm. had had the you you know the early times whiskey uh -huh. early times mm -hmm. it's yeah, like yeah. a knockoff of jack you know uh -huh. what i mean uh -huh. but 
you could get it for like I think they used to give it to you in a t-shirt or something when you walked <laughs> in there. But we had the uh we had a bottle of that and uh my best friend Matt, he he decided he was gonna make him a mixed drink because mm -hmm. we were just drinking beer and then taking a swig off the bottle every now and uh -huh. then, you know. Yeah. And so uh Matt wants to make himself a mixed drink, but we don't have any cups. I mean, it's a bunch of rednecks out here on the sandbar. <laughs> you know, we have nothing. Nobody thought to bring any cups. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and so Matt goes out to the to the boat and we had a bunch of chicken liver. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, little little chicken liver cups you bought raw liver and we fishing with them, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh so Matt takes one of the cups and he pours it out, pours it into another one, rinses it off in the river and makes himself a drink. And we comes back up and we we're um hanging around the fire just just screwing around and mm -hmm. then we go back out in the boat mm -hmm. and we check lines and pull in some fish and we come back and we get back to the hill. Matt says, Oh man, I left my dang drink. So he runs down to the to the boat and and mind you, it's dark. I mean, we got a fire going, but that's <laughs> the only light, you know. So Matt comes back up and he's standing across the fire from me. He's standing across the fire. So I can see him playing his day. And he takes his cup and he just turns it up and then he comes back down and says, and just spitting chunks of freaking raw oh, chicken liver no. back in oh, that cup. No. <laughs> oh, no. And, and he didn't even bat an eye, man. He just goes, that's the wrong damn cup. <laughs> Tucks it over his shoulder. And, and uh man, it's just the funniest thing I ever seen, you know. And uh and so there's a line in the song that drinking early times from a liver cup. Uh-huh. It's in that song, and uh oh. and that's where it comes from. It, but it, you know, the whole thing is uh holding on to me just a, just so we could stand up, mm -hmm. drinking early times from a liver cup. Yeah. And man, man, man used to get toe up. <laughs> it's such a fun song too. Like it's yeah. it's fun and it's timeless, you know, it does kind of harken to those days of like you know, the true storytelling in country music. It reminds me of like that country rock from like the nineties, you know, like man, the stadium you, anthem, like, you know, it's going to get people out of their seats, Yeah, you know, yeah. like you can't help, but not along tap your toe. Like at, at, at least, you know, right, you get a few man. drinks and you at on a summer night at a country show and you're going to be up dancing in the aisles. Like it's, that's what muddy water is, you know? And yeah. it's one of, it is, it's such a fun song. And again, like being in the studio and getting to see how the little, nuances of it took shape and it's really exciting i'm excited to hear that finished version of it when it comes out yeah you know and yeah there's so much more there's so much more to come good jeans coming up what so that's the end of the month and then the rest of the year what does that look like as far as like plans for releases shows yeah well i, I want i also have that i wanted to i wanted to tell you about the uh opening day of beer season oh yes yeah because uh, open day of beer season was me on the phone with somebody one night and replacing the word deer with beer and mm -hmm. just laughing about it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just uh, beer trails and a beer carcass, and, <laughs> you know, just all these different silly things, you know. Beer car, the cans strewn about the trail. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually got a line in the songs of beer, beer carcasses uh -huh. in there. And I was like, I don't know if anybody will ever get that. Mm -hmm. But to me, it was just too funny because I, I, I had to keep it in there, you know. Yeah. But, um, but, but that's going to be another. That's that's the that's going to be the release after Good Jeans, I think. Um, but I will be torn because I'm very excited about Muddy Water because it's going to be really cool, man. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, right now I'm playing down in Florida a lot, mm -hmm. and uh, and it's warm there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's snowing here today as yeah. of record day. I had it's... a t-shirt on yesterday morning. Yep, mm -hmm. and had to take my 
my shirt off because I was starting to sweat. Yeah. And walked inside, took a nap, and came back out, and it was snowing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Huh? Welcome so, to Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> Pennsylvania on steroids. <laughs> I know, man. It's crazy, man. Yeah. But um, right now, right now, that's what that's it, right now. I've got stuff booked through this year, and I'm going to be mostly in Florida, Florida mm-hmm. and Georgia, and um, we're probably going to do some things here in Nashville. Yeah. Um, in fact, we, you and I talked about yeah. some of that. Yeah. Yeah. We'd, and we'd love to get you on one of our national live things at some point. This yeah, year. man. Yeah. Working out my, details, but hey, my voice healed back up, man. Mm-hmm. All this weather and singing all day, man. Sounded pretty good to me the other day. Oh, well, thank you, brother. Well, the cold weather. Yeah. The cold weather, the humidity, like Nashville for being music city is not a friendly vocal environment. A lot of the time with the weather. Yeah. Like, that's true, man. Like I haven't been able to sing since I moved here, <laughs> Like, and, but I'll tell you, I go out, I took a road trip out to Colorado, Utah a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. That like opened everything up. I'm hitting notes I haven't hit in a decade. Really? And then as soon as I get back into like Arkansas with all the humidity and the plant yeah. life, it's like, like <laughs> you just, so I, I feel yeah. you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a challenging like atmosphere, you know, to sing, you know, and like, yeah, consistently like have your voice. Cause like yeah. so many allergens in the air, like the weather changes, like it'll mess you up. Yeah. 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 It's it's my, my sinus is locked up mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and that's been the struggle more than anything probably. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's yeah. struggling a little bit. It, even like right now you can hear like, using my voice, you know, it's resonating mm-hmm. and, but it's, um, straining to talk a little bit, you know? Yeah. 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 No, I, I get it. I, yeah. feel, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Beer season. I'm just, I'm just thinking like, I'm imagining a music video for that where like, you just have like kegs in the woods and like you're hunting a keg. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, it is, man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very, very spot on. Really. You got one hung up on the wall, the taxidermy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, we killed that thing. <laughs> Six miles of dirt road out to the shack. Mm-hmm. Follow beer trails to the split tail out. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You just see, you just... my uncle Bill used to, used to say we was going hunting split tail. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he's called, called women split tail. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a white tail. <laughs> you, you see, you see a whole herd of kegs just, you know, in a field somewhere. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's go get them. <laughs> it's time. That's funny. I love yeah. Yeah, Just, yeah, that's what I'm here for. You know, Help, helping to, helping to drive the creative concepts. Yeah, bit. man. You're going to be part of it. Yeah, I'm excited to be. I'm excited to be. There's so much good happening, of course, in your world right now, musically, creatively, just overall. In the future, where do you want to take this thing? What what's your what's your grand vision? What do you what do you what do you see keg country turning into? Man, you know, uh, I'm I'm optimistic, you know, but I I don't have a crazy imagination of 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 anything other than just riding the wave man you know mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. like uh um if somebody says you made it what does that really mean you know right in, in my mind i have made it i'm you know what i mean yeah like, uh, mm-hmm. so I, yeah i've been able to do some of the coolest things i've been around some of the coolest people in the world yeah and, um i've i've been i've rubbed elbows with superstars and mm-hmm. You know, I've just yeah. been in the mix and, and I'm just, you know, I, I'm blessed to be where I'm at right now, man. Yeah. And, uh, if something was to take off, that'd be, it would be an amazing, yeah. amazing thing. And, um, and if it doesn't, I'll, I'll still be right here doing what I'm doing, man. You know? Yeah. You, you know, know what I mean? I, I, yeah. 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 That's, that's, I think similar to a couple, a couple conversations we've had on the show before where it's like, 
is there really like a point of arrival or is it just like, hey, I get to wake up and do what I love. I get to wake up and do what I love and take it a little bit further and a little bit further from there because it's all a process and it's never finished unless you decide it's finished. That's true. When you say, okay, I'm done, that's when you're done. Otherwise, there's always another thing to do, mountain to climb, thing to accomplish, but also just there are, there are parts of this to enjoy along the way, you know? And I, I, I had that realization actually we're recording, I think it was the episode with Kashana. We talked about this might've been even a little off there. How like, I came in, I'm setting up. I'm like, you know what? Like I get to just come in here on a Friday and just do this. You know, like I don't have to go sit in a cubicle first. Like I'm, I'm taking control of my life in that way to where it's like, I get to show up and do this. And it's a lot of work, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm going to go door dash after this, everyone that's uh, behind the curtain, you know, like it's not <laughs> glamorous. Like there's a lot of hours you got to put in, but it's like at the end of the day, how much does pursuing what you love mean to you? That and it's and being able to do that and being able to give to that, like that to me is making it. Yeah. You know, like and anything that happens from there, the people you get to meet, the opportunities you have, it's like it's all part of the story. That's right. But there's no one single moment of arrival, at least to me. Yeah, no, there's not, man. I I mean, not for me at least, you know, Mm -hmm. sounds like for you too. You know, it's like um, I'm just glad to be part of it again, man. You know, I mean, there was a time that I literally thought I'd never be able to do this again. Right. And now I'm doing it and I'm busier now than I have been in freaking decades, man. Yeah. You know, I love to fish and I never fish anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I talk about it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I ride by the river and say, dang, I bet there's fish in there. But I never get this because they're always going, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's always something to do somewhere to be. But, um, you know, uh, things could be a lot worse, man. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Could have nowhere to play and nobody wanting to listen to me. Yeah, you know? so yeah. And it's, been, uh, it's, yeah. Been, it's been an amazing blessing. The last couple of years have been just amazing. Yeah. And even the things you sacrifice to be able to do what you love, right? Like That's right. you just said, you're like, you haven't been able to fish, you know, but it's like, you also get to work with these amazing people. You also get to release these incredible songs, yeah, exactly. you know, like there's, it's always a trade-off. You're always going to be compromising something. I think, you know, when you pursue a creative life, you know? Yeah. And like, I know that because I'm 800 miles away from my niece's nephew, but like, at the same time, like to see this number 10 behind me trips me out. It's like, cause I remember what 26 year old me was like, I'm like, <laughs> how did this even happen to where we lasted 10 years, you know? But it's, <laughs> right. but it's the awesome, answer man. is it comes through sacrifice, you know, yeah. it comes through sacrifice and just like, you know, having to, having to make certain compromises, but also just keeping that long term of like, I know what I want to do. I know what I'm here to do. So let's do that and let's figure out a way to make that all work together better as, as you go. And that itself is a process, man, where you just like, you know, you want to be present in your life. So it's like, how can I make my dream work for me so that I can go and show up, you know? And that for me is a big thing this year is like getting all that stable, you know? And I think we're all on that journey where it's like, we want this, but we also, you know, we also want to see where that fits within the greater context of being able to show up for our loved ones, being able to show up as our complete selves. And it's a, it's a journey, man. And uh, I'm, I'm proud of you for getting back into it and kept, you know, it's really seem, seems to be catching fire for you. Yeah, man. Thank you, brother. Well, my baby, Heather's got, is a, plays a huge role in that, mm-hmm. you know, she yeah. really does. And she's able to, we're at a place where she's able to, to go with me and it's not, it's not to where, you know, it's a little different when you're, when you're away from home and you're away from your people yeah. you love and all that and, and those kind of things, you know? 
not that I don't miss the hell out of my family right. and my kids and stuff, you know, but like, but having her there by my side, it all, it, you know, it just makes things a little easier. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, uh, and she, and she loves music probably more than I do. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. So that's important though, to have somebody who gets it, you know, like you want to talk yeah, about exactly. like having a support system, like whoever your partner is, is going to determine, you know, your quality of life just in general but like if you're pursuing something creative like you've got to be with somebody who at least understands it yeah you know and who right. and who supports it because like the consequence of not having that is you're going to be button heads you know you're going to be going yeah. in different directions and neither one of you are going to be what you need or want to be you know like yeah. as i get older i see that all the time i see it in my friends relationships i see it you know just across the board where it's like you could tell if somebody's relationship if somebody's relationship partner is adding or distracting you know That's from true. who they are and who they're meant to be and to to have found that you know that's that's a rare and special thing you know it's something yeah, man. that's something it to is. be celebrated because yeah. i've been on the other side of that too oh yeah you me know? too me right? too and yep. uh, it's a it's just constant struggle to mm -hmm. try to please someone other than yourself basically yeah you know because you're not on this you're not walking the same path yeah know? yeah yeah, so yeah. it's tough man it's not yeah. easy yeah. yeah yeah i i think just having a shared vision for where things could go you know and yeah a shared understanding of what's important and why it's important you know goes such a long way and just that support like hey i've got your back i believe in you i believe in you i believe in what you're doing that is huge yeah just that alone is huge people believing in you yeah you know yeah because that will like that'll be the one of the biggest killers of dreams is to be in a relationship with somebody who does not believe in you like yeah, it is man. It, it will hold you back like you wouldn't believe so i'm i'm happy yeah. for you in that regard y'all y'all yeah. are a great team and, you, and i'm happy for you brother that 10 years man that's incredible Whew, yeah it's uh you know it's 10 and counting you know we'll, we'll turn awesome, we'll turn 10 the end of the summer and we've got a lot in store we're going to be talking about it all year um but you know it, it's it is it's all part of that journey and like you realize in the process of doing this like it's almost like realizing in the process that it is important to you. It's important enough to keep going to get to that number in the first place, you know, because yeah. you deal yeah. with a lot of bullshit in this industry from life. You deal with so much, you know, yeah. and it's like, you have to love it in those moments where it's not going well, where everything, just, the wheels seem to be falling off. You know, even last week I had a stomach virus. I'm like, and I can't stop working. I remember that. <laughs> I remember, I remember that. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, I can't stop working, you know, and you have to, but like, you've just got to find a way to just like be kind enough to yourself through moments like that, where it seems like the wheels are falling off and not get too reactive and just be like, all right, whatever discomfort this is, it'll pass, you know, and by nature of my life, like being sick is a major inconvenience to me. I don't get PTO, you know, like, yeah. but it's like, at the end of the day, like you have to realize that, you know, your hardships for the most part are going to be temporary. And you have to push through them, you know, and you just got to be gentle with yourself in that process a lot of the time. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what it's learning. That has been huge the past 10 years. What? There's a new song. We're getting, we're getting word off camera. There's a new song. Worst I ever had. Mm. Worst I ever had, man. God, can't believe I mentioned that. Cause David Tolliver wrote the song and side played this song for me a couple of years ago and I, I never got it out of my head. You know, it's just one of those, it's just a great song, man. 
and uh, we recorded it after you left. It, you, mm. you 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 had to you had to get out of there a little mm -hmm. a little uh, before we started on that one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it was it's 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 really good, really really good. Um, I can't wait for you to for you to hear that one. Yeah. Hear and dig that one, man. But it's all you know, and I'm I'm not sure in any real order of how we'll be releasing these things. You know, I, I'm mm -hmm. getting out the mic. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. The I know I know good genes is gonna be gonna be next, and then after that, I'm not 100 percent sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because we can just kind of play it by ear because I think beer season and muddy water are kind of a more spring summer, mm -hmm. right. you know, fun. Yeah. You know, type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so those will be those will probably be. Uh, I'll probably be unsure which one goes next. Right. You know, because mm -hmm. muddy water will be done in a few days. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I might just have to let you choose, brother. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, it's all, it's important, I think, to know what song serves the moment, too. Like you said, you yeah. know, Muddy Water, I mean, perfect summer. Like, again, I'm, I'm just picturing an outdoor concert, you know, where people yeah, are man. drunk and dancing, you know? So you got to capitalize on that moment, too. Yeah. Being able to say, like, in May or June, you know, in Georgia and Florida, like, hey, this is our new one out right now. Like, it's just that yeah. kind of atmosphere, you know? But, like knowing what song is going to serve the moment, you know, and kind of following the trail on that and what feels right. Like I'm big on intuition, you know? Right. And just knowing in your gut, like, Hey, this is what we need to do right now. This is what, this is what's going to work for us, you know? Yeah. And this is what's going to lead us to where we're needing to go. Like, I think, I think we all, you know, as we, as we get older and we get more seasoned in this, we find, you know, we find that we fine tune that intuition a little better to know like yeah. what the, next step feels like it should be and yeah, that's true you know you get to a point where it's like rarely will it lead you the wrong way and even if it does you know we're you know we're not doing brain surgery out here you just go and try the next thing yeah, see if it works lots of trial and error in this business that's how you learn a lot of it a lot of it <laughs> a lot of it yeah well, me and me and brian was talking about the other day uh my buddy brian gerald mm -hmm. he came up he came up to support me and i got him i i I had to twist his arm. Finally, got him into the studio to to get in there and, and do a song, and uh, turned out really well. Freaking, it's uh, it's really good. Um, but we were talking about that the other day about writing. About you, you write, you sit down and you write a thousand songs. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I mean, you got you got books and books and books and stacks of songs, but. I wouldn't let you hear half of them. Right. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, you know, you, you, it's trial and error, man. You, you, yeah. you just keep plugging away and then something magic happens every now and then. Yeah. It's all part of the process. And I mean, how yeah. often you hear about somebody coming back to an idea 10, 15, 20 years later, it's like, I had this just in a notebook somewhere, revisited it. I didn't like it back then. I really like it now. It serves where I am better now as an artist. Like, yeah. And then that song takes off, you know, you hear that kind of story all the time where it's like, things have their moment. You yeah, know? that's true. That's and, true. And sometimes the moment is not the moment where you set out to create it. It comes later. It comes yeah. with more experience. Like maybe you're not ready to write that song yet, or maybe yeah. you're not ready to finish that song yet. That's right. But as you go and as you gain more experience, you know, in songwriting in life, you know, a lot of times we come back around to these themes, right? <laughs> I went back to them and been like, what in the hell was I even thinking? There's also that, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then I, and then I, and then I, then there's something that I'll go, oh my God, 
Well, I can't even believe I, this is amazing. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I don't even remember writing that down. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So yeah. That's really cool. It's always good to hang on to all that old stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I find I find lyrics I wrote in college, and like half of it's that where it's like, wow, you know, for college I was pretty good, and then half of it I just want to put in a shoebox and bury it in the backyard. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, right. That's like, right. Like let's never speak of this again. <laughs> to get it out of my sight. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you. I got some books that I would want. I would want my buddies be looking through either. Yeah. You know? I was like, yeah. Save those for the bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, man, it's a little kindling absolutely well <laughs> we are coming up on time and we could sit here and chat all day oh, man. man really yeah yeah Goodbye, yeah you know i got i got the room only for a certain limited amount of time but you know i could sit here like joe rogan for four hours if you get me going you know maybe get a little whiskey in my cup and see what happens <laughs> but before we go just want to give you a chance to tell people where they can learn more about you online. Of course, only one dog in this fight out now on the streaming platforms, Keith, Evan, gay. Yeah. Y'all please check that out, man. Mm -hmm. Y'all enjoy it. Yep. And so it's kegcountry.com. And then if you look for keg country on Instagram, correct, you'll That's also right. find you. And, uh, yeah, man. that Instagram profile is, uh, getting a little glow up, getting a little makeover, you know, yeah. it's starting to look pretty, yeah, pretty man. good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know who's, doing all that i don't know no i don't know no, that guy. but yeah. those guys are doing a hell of a good yeah job, i would say i would say <laughs> i would say you know it, it is you're, you're seeing it you're seeing it glow up right before your eyes and plenty more to come especially after the content that's this individual who i don't know uh you know was there to witness being captured in the in the studio the other day i'm gonna stop talking now <laughs> but so good to have you so excited for you and what's coming up man man thank you brother thank you for having me man yeah it's been it's been incredible, dude. We'll do this again. I'm sure, you know, you'll be back in town a few months and we'll yeah. have more to talk about. Yeah, man. Okay. So, yeah. Right on. Yeah. This has been the Quinn Spin. Two ends and Quinn, two ends and spin. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. Also, learn more about us on Instagram at Quinn Spin Official. Two ends and Quinn. Two ends and spin. Learn more about the show as well at undergroundmusiccollective.com, our central hub for all things independent music, creativity, community, and more. UMC's on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, UMC 20 playlist on Spotify, which you might hear some of this guy's tunes on here and there. That's updated every Tuesday, 20 fresh tracks with the latest episode of this very podcast as a bonus track at the end. So make sure you stick around for that and don't skip it. Listen, uh, <laughs> NashLive.Live, we've got a big show coming up at Cobra, first one of the year, all female lineup. It's pop, R&B, soul, anything you could possibly want. Really talented lineup. Chelsea Jett, Rhea Barker, and Arias joining us at the Cobra on Friday, February 10th. 8 p.m. doors. $10 advance. 12 at the door. And it's going to be a great night, so make sure you come on out. Revel 9's all I've become, which led us in. At the top of the show is going to lead us out now. See you next time. Peace, y'all.